Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to this special Emmy-themed edition of the TV Line podcast. I'm senior editor Dave Nemitz. All this month, we're sitting down with a handful of our dream Emmy contenders, actors and producers we believe deserve to be recognized at this year's Emmy Awards. Included in that list is my current guest, Brian Tyree Henry. He just finished up his second season as Al, a.k.a. Paperboy, on FX's Atlanta. Brian, welcome. Thank you. Uh, season two of Atlanta, really one of my favorite seasons of TV in a long time. Oh, thanks, Really man. loved it. Um, but you guys had kind of a long layoff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you more than a year. And then uh, you kind of went off and did your own thing. You all kind of blew up in your own way during the hiatus. Um, so what was it like when you guys came back together and started on the new season? Did the kind of the fame that you guys experienced, did that influence what Alan Earn went through this season? Yeah, man. I mean, if you notice, this season is mostly about that and what, how to handle it or not handle it, as it were. Uh, through the title of Robin season, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, the, the 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 time off was uh, a really good time for all of us, I think, because we all got to go out and experience what it what this show has set up for us in a way, and you know. Donald had to go and, you know, be Lando Calrissian for a little bit, so you had to take a little break. Um, But uh, coming back to it, it was kind of scary a bit because, one, we didn't really know exactly how we were going to be received back in the town, you know what I mean? Like, Atlanta happened, we set it up, and then we were off for a year, and then we come back and it's like, oh, this Atlanta is very different because now everybody pretty much knows who we are. So it was was a different way to kind of move through, trying to find discretion, trying to find... Uh, certain pockets and places where we could be like you know ourselves, but also like not be public at the same time. I know that sounds weird. Well, but was it like the town sort of recognized? Yeah, it man, that? absolutely. Oh, like okay, there was cool. nowhere to go. Like I was, like, I can't go to Lenox Mall anymore and just go in there and try to buy a pair of shoes. It's just not the same. <laughs> However, the reception of the uh, of us from the town was amazing because I mean everybody, like all the fans of Atlanta, uh, are. Unbelievable! They're just yeah. really great, 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 great fans, and they receive us with such care and such love that it's like you can't help but be enthusiastic right along with them. Um, but this season was very different because it decided to show the darker side, I think, of of fame and exposure, um, especially for Alfred because you know he's the one that really everybody's relying on. You know, like yeah. his success is putting food in a lot of mouths, and and you know it, it was. Um, Kind of terrifying, actually, this season, um, because that's his town. You know, that's where he was born and raised. And now, all of a sudden, he goes to sleep one night, and he's Alfred, and he wakes up, and it's just paperboy mania, and he doesn't know how to really, like, navigate that. Uh, but at the same time, he has to know how to let things go. You know, like, there there are certain parts of his life that got him by and provided for him that he can no longer really do anymore. And sometimes that's a lot. There's no textbook or rule book to tell you, like, how to move through fame, like, there's no way. There's no one way to do it. And so for him, I think it was just about trying to maintain a sense of who he is and keep it real, you know, air quote, you know. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, knowing that it comes at a risk. And that and yeah. that was very um, evident for everybody. Every single character this season had to go through that thing of 
knowing what it's like to lose the sense of themselves that they thought was secure and then all of a sudden it's like nope that's not it like yeah. that's not it you have to really kind of move and shift it you know it's like it's like a good game of football, you know what I mean? Like, you see the X's and O's, and you see the arrows and everything like that. I may be so dated. I don't even think they do that anymore on the field. They still do X's and O's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't think they got iPads now. But, like, um, they make adjustments. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to adjust. Yeah. And so yeah. um, that was really a big part of it. You know, we were also filming in a different season. You know, last yeah. time it was, like, summertime where things are a little bit looser, a little bit, like, easier. You know, in the South when it's hot, you know, you move at a slower pace uh but this in the winter time it's like you gotta bundle up you gotta like you know depend on like your environment to get you through and and, and yeah. it's a little sketchier it's a little it's a little darker you know and i'm not trying to you know i don't want people to be offended when i say you know that it gets a little grittier in atlanta in the a when it gets cold but it's true <laughs> i think that's true anywhere you know yeah. i live in new york and i know when it's cold it's like look i'm not going down that street today because <laughs> like, not, i'm not gonna do that if it's raining and i'm not doing that so yeah. i think that that's what all of us had to to, to realize and and kind of confront this season there was really nowhere to hide yeah and i really love how the whole season every episode kind of was its own little story yeah but it really interlocked in a way too it had that robin season theme yeah and uh i kind of like how you know they all sort of came together at the end and you sort of see how they all interlock together yeah this season especially had a lot of introductions of people yeah uh, that had their place in time or that just like you know just or just dropped in. It was like it was kind of like The Sims. This yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like people just drop in and like you and know, see how they like, react. To yeah, else. you know, and 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 and, and I, my character especially had to deal with a lot of like people like that. Like you had Tracy coming in, Clark County coming oh, in, Tracy. Bibby coming in, you know, Sierra <laughs> coming in. It was just all. But that's kind of what fame does sometimes. There's people that have dropped in, and you're just like, I have no idea who you are, but like apparently you're like. You know, integral to my survival. I don't know. I don't know how. You, I don't know how you got here. And you got to think on the fly. You got to think real quick about who these people are to you and, and and what they mean to you. And and because not everybody's for you. You know, yeah. like Lil Kim has this quote that I say all the time: "Those in your crew, you got to watch them too." You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it was basically that kind of thing that was going on. And um, yeah, man, it made it a little kind of topsy turvy for Alfred this season because he just he just didn't really know where to plant his feet. You yeah. know, and this is his town. And that's yeah. the creepy, creepier part, I think, when it's your place that you know. And then all of a sudden you open the door and it's like, you don't know it anymore, <laughs> man. That's like, that's yeah. really, like, it's really bizarre. Yeah. Um, uh, so Al and Earn went on kind of a journey together this Boy, season. Boy, did we. It uh, looked like Earn, Earn screwed up a lot, let's be honest, as a manager. <laughs> <laughs> like, screw up. Let's see. Let's define screw up for Earn. <laughs> Um, I think the, the the part of this season that was really a, a little hard to watch was the intentions of Earn. It wasn't that he was coming in a place of bad intentions. It was he he, he just didn't really know. Yeah. You know, he just didn't really know. And nor, well, like you said, Al didn't know how to be famous. Yeah. Earn didn't really know how to be a manager. Yeah, and, and you know, and so you're watching the two of us not knowing <laughs> things, but like at the same time, I'm the one that has to be pushed in the front. Yeah. For that, you know, yeah. like I think about that scene where we're in, you know, the, the radio station or whatever. And I'm sitting in here with this dude talking to me and he's out there eating Cheerios. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, like, save me. Like, what are you doing? Help. But at the same time, it's, that's another thing with family. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're working with family, which I would never recommend for anyone. <laughs> uh, but like when you're working with family, 
you you have to figure out what is important because at the end of the day, yeah, we're still blood, but you know, like <laughs> we don't really have to rock with each other like that. So <laughs> yeah. I think you know, for for Earn, especially this season, he had a lot of soul searching to do because you know he was very good at having his own environment, you know, being in his storage locker, going away to school, nobody knowing why he didn't come. But then you still got, you know, your child that's here, your family that's here, uh, whereas I never left. You yeah. know, you kind of left all your stuff on me. And, you know, you know, of course, me being family and the person that I am, I'm going to look out for you. I mean, you saw it in FUBU. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like, oh, this goes back to when we were all, like, kids. Yeah, like, that was cool to see it kind of go back. To, yeah, yeah, that to was when really, they were kids. It and, was really awesome because... Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like when you start to see these little people already have these distinct uh, characteristics about themselves and how they morph into who we become as adults. It's like not really much that different. Yeah, like it's not much that different in, at all. Uh, but you know, um, I think that the great thing for my journey this season was to watch Al grow up yeah. and really realize, like, at the end of the day, like you are family. You're the only one that gets me. But at the same time, I'm the one out here doing it. And it was good to watch Earn kind of get a little scared yeah. about, like, if, if he was going to be there or not. Get like, fired, yeah, you yeah. should be scared, man. Like, you should be. Like, it just, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, was a, it was really, for me, a very heartwarming season. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that sounds weird. Uh, but it was a heartwarming season for me because yeah. you start to see these connections and relationships uh, really intertwine and stay kind of strong. Like, I love watching any time that Earn and Darius are together. Yes. Like, you weren't really trying to mess with Darius to begin with, but he is my best friend, and now you have to figure out, like, how to, to move, you know, move with him. <laughs> and it's just... Uh, I like I like that kind of element of our show. Like I like that people will just <laughs> pop up. Like even with Tracy, I'm like, I dare you to ask a question about who Tracy is. He's staying here. It's my friend. Like, yeah. what do you want? You know what I mean? You just have to deal with it. And it's all about the hustle, man. Like I know that word has been thrown around a lot, but the hustle is really real. Like it really is real because it, you know, day to day, you never know where you're gonna be. You never know how you're gonna eat. You don't know where you're gonna sleep. But those are some things that I know that Alpha never thinks about because yeah. he knows he's got them on lock. You know what I mean? Like he knows that he's going to have a roof over his head. He knows he's going to have lights, his car, food. But I don't really know much about, you know, like everyone else's path and nor do they know that much about mine, but it's about the care of it, you yeah. know? And so this, this season a lot was about um, care and restraint for yeah. Alfred, man. Like I can't <laughs> believe, I can't believe how many times I just could not, shake somebody and based on the scenarios I was getting in and you know and that's a testament to our writers man like Stephanie and Ibra and, and Femi and like they are there and, and Steven yeah they're unbelievable at taking the heart of who these people are and just like really just putting it up front and um Stephanie she wrote um both of my feature episodes and oh, yeah. she's such a great listener and she's such a great artist and she's so she's just so amazing and she could really get me to dive into certain places that I kind of wanted to run away from mm. um, with Woods especially uh, you yeah. know just having that that episode most of my episodes by her are, were the, the the truth was in what I didn't say yeah you know like it was all about what I couldn't say or what I shouldn't say um, and, and, it, and it's that's it's masterful you know what I mean like yeah. it was she she could bring out some things in me that I just didn't even know were there and um and Alfred Alfred too, you know, Alfred has spent a lot of time 
being hard on the outside, you know, <laughs> being hard on the outside. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, he was still going through his own thing, too. You know, he like, you know, men, the mental state of a person is very important, especially in our community, in the black community. We don't really talk about it. We don't really talk about, you know, when depression or anxiety yeah. or things like that. Nobody talks about seeking help for things like that. And so what Stephanie did, I think, is just so beautiful because she allowed me to really address those things and really just like face them head on. Even if I'm lost in a forest with a bum <laughs> and a box cutter, Chasing you. getting mugged and like, I mean, man, it was it. But the, the, the metaphor was still there, you know, because yeah. the loss feels like that. It feels like you're lost in a forest sometimes in a place that's familiar and you can't get out. So, you know, I, this season, even though it's darker and grittier, uh, I felt it was more linear than the first season. Most people felt the first season was very linear, whereas for me, I thought that this season was much more linear yeah. with the storytelling because we were really just going through it. All of us, like having that year off for all of us really informed us, I think, to come in and um, and attack it, attack it this year. Yeah. Well, you mentioned those those episodes for you, the two showcase episodes, um, and I wanted to highlight those. Um, you mentioned Woods. Um, really, it gets kind of like powerful when you're out in the woods there. It's almost like a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> gets super intense. And yeah. um, that one was a big turning point for Al, right? It's sort of like um, his it, time for him to decide to grow up and start well, taking yeah. himself seriously. Well, also just about making a decision, either here or there, you know what I mean? Um, because... There are a lot of messages in that. It, like, it, it's really hard to watch that episode for me because it's like, as Brian, I need to hear those things too. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need to hear those things too. And um, you know, like, it's, I think it's just another vibe of Alfred you never saw. You know, like even the beginning of the episode. You know, he's laying on his couch and and not wanting to go anywhere. And then you hear uh, the voice, or you see, you guys get to see his mother in the background, but he doesn't see her at all. Yeah. He only hears her, and it's like. The same time, Ern is calling a check on you, but then he's like, "Did you sign those contracts? Did you?" I'm just like, "Get the fuck!" Like, <laughs> you know. And then he has to go. He's very quiet and reserved yeah. that that episode. But then you've got this this other star, Sierra, mm -hmm. who is trying to tell him like everything she's saying is right. Like everything she says is right, even if you have me in this damn like manicure pedicure situation, like <laughs> holding me hostage with no shoes on and people working on my feet and stuff, and you're telling me all these things. And then him even walking through Atlanta, like, just like he's just nobody. Like, I'm glad you want to sit down at Crystals and have a bite, bro. But, like, <laughs> this is not. Um, but everything kind of comes out of um, left field for him when it shouldn't have. Because you would think that he would already had the knowledge of, like, how to move through that that world. But he didn't. And, yeah. you know, like I said, he's born and raised in Atlanta. And then all of a sudden you get lost in these woods and you have no one. Like, you have absolutely nobody and you're bloody and you're beaten. And <laughs> you're just, like, in this daylight one moment. And then it's, like, nighttime the next and the wounds on your face are swelling. And, like, it's just, it was, like, it, it was it feels like that. You know, yeah. that loss feels like that. Like, where day and night mesh together and you don't even know that time has passed that way. And then you realize you ain't got a lot of time. You know, yeah. that's what the guy, that's what, you know, the bum said to him when he had, he's like, you know, you, you ain't got time, you know, like the time, the only people who got time are dead. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, okay. <laughs> and, but even like the ending of that episode, just like being in that like gas station or whatever the sense of normalcy is and, you know, standing in front of this case and then this kid just comes up, this white kid comes up <laughs> to me 
and I'm bloody and covered in dirt and, and debris. And, and I had right in that moment, you can see him kind of like, you want a picture? <laughs> so it's kind of like that. And it felt like that for me personally a lot this year after the loss of my mother, you know, like I, I yeah. had to, I didn't really get a lot of chance to grieve. You know, I didn't really get a chance to really figure out who I was in that loss yeah. because Atlanta happened, you know? And so you have to, you got to, pull up and still figure out how even though everything in you wants to like throw yourself in the quicksand and just like <laughs> get swallowed up by it but you you can't you know you you, you can't do that so yeah. you know uh, it was very therapeutic you know <laughs> what I'm saying and and the bruises and, and the broken nose and everything and well, the was it tough filming that I mean how long were you out in the woods um uh, <laughs> um I want to say over six days or so wow um yeah. like uh yeah like I, like in between takes i would try not to like go and, and and be around people but i couldn't resist doing that because all those people were there with me when i lost my mother yeah um like the hair and makeup uh, um, the department the costume department they were so the crew the ad's like every single person that was out there every single person that was out there was making sure i was okay yeah. Like they never like they 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 never they would like you know give me water or give me a snack and like just let me sit down and cover me you know because there would be moments that I would step off and I would break break down like I would really like not know if I could go any further because it was just like in the end here I am out here in the woods and she's still not here so it's like it was really it was really it, it took its toll but there was care everywhere like there was one day. <laughs> when I finally emerged from the woods and um, I had to switch costumes and the costume was completely clean. And so I looked at everyone, you know, hair and makeup and costumes and I was like, okay, well, we have to, we got to get me gritty, you <laughs> yeah. know? And so you just watch these women come around and just like break cigarettes in my hair and like, and just like, <laughs> and, like add blood and like, and just like watch me kind of, and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And then, like, you go, it, it was just, it was a lot, man. Um, but I, I'll tell you this, it was, um, it was worth every single minute. Like every single minute, it was worth it because you kind of come out different, you know. You kind of, I think that was what the point was, you know. Yeah. Like just like you see his feet running in, in, in all this like forest and everything, and then there's concrete. It feels like that sometimes, yeah. and so. You know, that moment when I emerged from the woods and you hear me sobbing, like I was really sobbing. I was really <laughs> I was really like so relieved that I was out and that I and I and I got through it. And even though it's just a gas station with a few lights out there, it was like salvation. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, some, yeah. you know, all of that. And uh, it, I, I just owe a lot of thanks to everybody. Like I kind of get a little misty when I think about it. I, owe a, I just owe a, a, a huge just well of thanks to everybody that had me including including our director hero and um yeah. like hero man i mean i don't know i, I don't know I, I he he can he can really tap into a certain part of your soul that you just didn't know that you were ready to expose and and you you feel safe yeah. you know in the most dangerous of those moments i always felt safe so um you know i i will always owe such a huge gratitude to all of those people for taking care of me for that oh that's great 
Um, I also want to talk about Barbershaw. Uh, great, great little comedy uh, duo with you and Bibby. <laughs> you guys made such a great duo. Um, you know, he's talking in circles like you're almost silent basically the entire time. Yeah. And Donald directed that one. Yeah, right? Donald. So, so what uh, kind of vibe was he going for on he, that? I think he he got it because, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to word what Barbershop was. Like, Well, I'm also wondering, were you laughing a lot during filming No, it? I wasn't. Oh, really? Like, not at all because, oh. like. I mean, the Robert who they cast was perfect because yes. he committed to being Bibby, man. Like, he committed <laughs> to being this dude that's just like, and, you know, of course, Donald and, and the team didn't really like, they, I'm not sitting in on the casting sessions or anything like that. I totally just trust whoever that they pick is going to be the right person they pick. Yeah. And I just remember, like, literally starting sitting in this barbershop. Like, first of all, I had to wear this hairpiece that just, like, because I grew my own hair out for the year. Because I remember Donald telling me, he was like, there's going to be an episode next season where you go into your barber. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay. Well, and so I grew my hair out. And then they put this piece on me, man. And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> And this dude is this dude. And like Stephanie is a genius. Like, I mean, honestly, like the first page of what's there is literally like all about deflection. So it's like him in this earpiece and then me sitting there trying to talk to him. And then he's like, and it's just like it. And so Donald is really good at capturing him and he are really good at capturing those moments where you can see Alfred making a decision to whether kill this person or like really just like, and this this episode in particular was just a cavalcade of like, I don't know if I can say this, but I would call it a cavalcade of fuckery. So I was like, this is just like, we'll bleep it. there's nothing, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I'm trying to do everything right, but this man is taking me through so much ridiculousness and I don't know if you noticed this season but Alfred's not a driver this season he's always yeah. the passenger yeah. and if anything oh, you cool. notice about this notice season that. is that him being a passenger it always goes wrong if, it, <laughs> if Alfred is not steering the course for himself yeah. it always goes wrong message so like <laughs> you drive your own car never like hey, even when Ern drives my car I'm like oh and then he gets broken into again yeah. I'm like you know uh, but with Barbershop, you know, Donald Donald was really crafty, man. Like, he's such a crafty little, he's so crafty. Um, he knew there was nothing I couldn't handle. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knew there was nothing I couldn't. And, and he just, like, him and Hero really allow us to, like, go out there and really, like, improv, uh, improv and find out where we're going. And, and, you know, so most of the stuff with Bibby is not really scripted that I, yeah. like, react. Like, most, like, the reaction, like... You see what my hands are doing right now. <laughs> Every time I talk Tensing. about it, I'm like, it's just so. Uh, but you know, Robert did an amazing job, man. I mean, like anytime that yeah. we were in the car together, like I mean, there, there's got to be hours of footage of things that, like, you know, from the toothpicks to like, you know, like, like anything, like telling him to watch the road, like that was just like us, like. But man, you just, I just felt so bad for Alfred this season, man, because it's like. You didn't ask for this. <laughs> like, and it's like you going to the familiar places that you find out that you, yeah. you can't really be. You know, I've been going to Bibby for years. Yeah. Like, for years I've been going to Bibby. And he, he did a great job. But then at the end of the episode, Alfred, you didn't bother to notice what level cut you, you can't have. Go to another guy. You're sitting here trying to stunt on him and walk past him. But you don't even know if it's a two or a three. And it's just like, oh, man. Like, so those things, 
<laughs> because I have my own personal barber in Harlem. I've been using them for, oh, God, man, like about eight years. Yeah. And I just knew filming that I was like, my barber would never do this to me, man. <laughs> like, it would never happen like that. But I know that it could. So, yeah. you know. And it is a special relationship, right? With your it's barber. very personal, man. <laughs> like, it's very personal. Like, my barber, uh, Lewis, man, like, he knows exactly, like, what, like, what I want, like he's like usually cut my hair for different projects that I've done. Like yeah. when I was doing stage and things like that, when I was broke and, and couldn't like this dude knows everything about my hair and about my look and about what I want. And uh, it used to be like the first few years we didn't talk. You know, yeah. you sit in the chair, you tell me what you want, boom, 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 you out. So I'd say after the first season of Atlanta, I decided to go back because I live in Harlem. So he's like right up there. And um, it's a Dominican barbershop, you know, so mm -hmm. everyone, you know, English is usually the second language or whatever, <laughs> but, like, they're the homies. Yeah. And there was a poster of Atlanta beside the barbershop, oh, like, on nice. a phone booth. Yeah. And I never really told Lewis what I did. Like, I uh -huh. never told him what it was. And so I remember sitting down in the chair, and he puts <laughs> the cable, and he's like, so, uh... You're famous. <laughs> you're like, Hollywood now. I was like, no, nah, dude. I'm great. That's that whole scene. Same I was like, no, nah, Lewis, it's not like that. He's like, no, nah, man, you're, you're, you're famous, man. He was like, that's your face out there, you're man. The so I was like, oh, man. I was like, is it going to be weird now? He's like, no, nah, man, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> However, I don't know because then they started speaking Spanish. So I'm like, I don't know no. what you just said to everybody, <laughs> but please, like, let's keep it low key. But no, nah, man, like, to this day, like, he's, he's, that relationship is, it is very, Every every black man knows that they have their relationship with their barber and like yeah. what that's like, and because it's like it's they're literally your counselor, your priest, oh, yeah. you know, your stylist, <laughs> you know, what I mean, <laughs> your PR person, yeah. Um, and it like, but with my my relationship with my barber is totally nothing like Bibby's, which is why that episode was so damn frustrating. It was just like <laughs> I cannot believe I'm running around here with this person. Um, but Donald is really good at keeping. Like I would look at Donald at sometimes, and I'm like. And he's just like, go for it, man. Just, just go for it. I'm like, okay, man. Um, but no, it was. Um, I'm really glad at how it turned out. I didn't think it would turn out that yeah, way. Yeah, it's a great one. Every reaction or emotion you see me have in that episode is real. So, <laughs> <It's authentic. laughs> like, like, I'm really glad that that came out the way it did. Uh, can you say anything about season three? It's not official, but is that going to happen at some point? Or is it like you guys are so busy that it might be another long time? I mean, off? if you guys could wait a year for us <laughs> last time, I'm sure that you guys, I hope that we satiated your appetite a little bit. So, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, you know, we never know. I mean, there's so many things going on in this world right now that, you know, we like to wait and see how the world is going to inform us sometimes, man. So, yeah, you know, get some material. I, yeah, like, you know, so I, I mean, hopefully it's not a long wait, but I mean, we'll see where the or where our lives go with that. OK, um, now you were you were Emmy nominated before for This Is Us, uh, right. a guest spot on there. Yeah. Uh, and I know your best friends with Sterling K. Brown. Is yes, that right? Yes, indeed. How do you guys know each other? We go back about 11 years. We, you know, got our start in theater, basically. And we uh, went to this uh, Sundance Theatrical Lab um, in Park City, Utah. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, the writer of this play that I graduated, just graduated Yale with, Terrell Alvin McCraney, who won an Oscar for Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I had done like all of his plays all through school, and he asked mm. um, if I would come up. And so I went, and uh, you know, I loved it. This the story of this play about like drag houses. Like, there's a show coming out called Pose right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm this play was basically about that, like the ballroom circuit and the houses that go in with that. Oh, and um, you know, I was playing the lead, uh, the lead in that, and then Sterling played the house father, and like 
as soon as I met this dude, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Like it was like, oh my god! Like because I, I come from a family full of sisters, yeah, and I always long for a brother. Like I think that's a lot says a lot about the roles I take because yeah. I always am trying to find that brotherhood kind of connection. Like I want to understand it. I think it's incredibly amazing uh, the relationship between two black men and his brothers and friends. And so, yeah. um, he was there, man, and like he was just. I was like, who is this dude? Like. It was the first thing I knew is I was like I could say anything to this dude and he will he will he will find it like you won't you won't be able to make him mad like you know what I mean like he just find he's so good at flipping things to the positive side I could yeah. be like you know there's oil in that drink he was like yeah but that's that could be this this and that and like he's just so good at like finding the greatness and everything and um we were inseparable we've been inseparable ever since we had the luxury of doing some plays. On uh, in New York at the Public Theater together, you know yeah. what I mean, and um, I had the luxury of going over to his amazing show, um, and, and I just did not think in any way that I would, you know, garnish a, a Emmy nomination from it. But yeah. you know, I, I'm just really glad. And plus, I can throw that in his face for the rest of our friendship. <laughs> I mean, he won the Emmy for it, but I'm like, you know, I did one episode on your show, bro. Like, I, like, I only need one. I, like, to I get just the did nomination. one. I don't know. It was all good. Uh, but I love that man, and, and and he's just, and then you know we just we have a movie coming out on June eighth, yeah, uh, where we're playing brothers, and it, oh, cool. like it was just like I mean I don't know, but like you dream about things like that. You don't really think that you know like that. I have this joke with him. I was like Psh, Ben Affleck like, and Matt Damon, who? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, oh yeah, they were You're friends, the and they, they get to go and do all that. I was like, you know, but um, but it's 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 been um, it's been the wildest and craziest ride, I think, for the both of us, you know, and and to be able to do it by his side is like unbelievable. Because I've always looked up to him, you know. I've yeah. always like seen him as my mentor, you know, as like my confidant, as like all those things you hear in the theme of the Golden Girls, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's all those things to me, and um, it's really cool to just be by his side, like yeah. doing it, like you know, not just pushing, not him just pushing me along or me pushing him along or pulling. We're, we're beside each other. Yeah, and it's you really guys are doing it at the same time. Yeah, man. And I'm sorry, but like getting to see him, you know, literally look at a camera, and go, "I got a gun." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> having that kind of like that that moment. Like I'm, I keep saying, I was like, my 12 year old self would have freaked out if I saw like Sterling and Jodie Foster on a poster, and it's like yeah. in the future, I would have freaked out. But yeah. I, like it's. I don't know, man. It's a no, it's 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 really really dope to watch the rise of 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 of, of him and 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 to be right beside him to do it. It's really cool. Um, he's really competitive, so I I'm either gonna have to match as many awards as he has, so I can so I can have some bragging rights or top what he has, which will probably be impossible because he's just a, a boss. So, but I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> Keep at it. Not man. gonna give up. Yeah. Any chance you could go back to This Is Us? I mean, that character know, was part of the family. Well, right? here's the thing: if I go back. Because if I go back, I'm gonna want to interact with with Randall, like yeah, yeah. But that means that I'd have to be an old man makeup. That's true. The whole yeah. time, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know if I want to be. In, but then again, so if I could be an old man imparting wisdom to Randall, I would take it. Uh, okay. And that whole, like, the whole This Is Us family is so amazing. Every single one of them is so great. Like, it's kind of weird to have two families like that, you know, because mm -hmm. I've got my Atlanta family, but I still really have my This Is Us family. 
and they're just so dope and so great yeah. and I watch it all the time and yeah. I hate them every time that it comes on because I'm like y'all are really trying to kill America <laughs> with, Making us with cry. dashed hopes and dreams and someone running in for that damn dog uh, but other than that like you know I would I would happily take take the opportunity to go back if they have me that'd be great uh, and finally, what do you watch on TV these days? Do you have any dream Emmy nominees of your own? I really wish that the Channel Investigation Discovery could be nominated for more Emmys because, like, <laughs> they need a new category, dude. Like, <laughs> true crime. So can, can I just can we talk about it? Sure. Investi- for anybody listening, if you're not watching Investigation Discovery, you are doing yourself a disservice. Okay, <laughs> like it's the best channel <laughs> on television because you're just like, wait, that really happened. Like that that really happened. Like, yeah. I've never seen such like a ama- first of all the reenactments are everything. So all you <laughs> actors out there who are going in for investigation discovery, it is not overlooked. There's a man right here who sees your work, and I'm tipping my hat to you. You are appreciated. I really do, man. Like I wish that I mean, like I really want to go to like IDCon. Like you know how they have Comic Con. I want to go to IDCon because if I can get close to like you know Kenda and you know like uh, Detective Demery, I would be there. Oh my god. I mean, I'm that serious, bro. You'd fan out. I mean, seriously, because it's like. You know, it kind of shows you, like, because, you know, first of all, you know they caught the Golden State Killer, so that's why. They did a series about the Golden State Killer on ID, and I was just sitting there, like, with popcorn, like, what? (laughs) Like, no, this didn't happen. And then they're like, we caught him. I'm like, what? This is even, it's so dope, man. Um, But what I just binged recently, um, there's this show on well, it's a Netflix show called uh, I guess you're gonna have to bleep me, but it's called End of the Fucking World. And oh, it's, yeah, yeah I've have you seen that? that? Mm-hmm. It's just dark, just yeah. crazy. That's why I love the Brits, man. I'm they, they will just like they will they will put anything out there on you, man. And it's just like yeah, it's a little more daring. It's a little way. It's like it's like out there, man. And um, I'm trying to think of the other thing that I was watching at the time. Because uh, I've been doing a lot of DVRing now that I know how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> like, a lot I was of like, catching up to do. I I, I really 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 love um, comedy, and but I yeah. like dark comedy too. So yeah. like I binged that, and then I'm a huge fan of the Great British Baking Show. I don't care oh, about your judgment. Nice. I don't care about your judgment. <laughs> if like like I dare a man to dislike Mary Berry. Like, like <laughs> I really do. Like, it's like, because their competitions are much more fun. Like, everybody loves each other. Like, I've cried on some episodes yeah. of Great British Baker Show. I was like, I really just want her to get this pudding right. Like, it's just so nice and like, she's so great and she's got three kids. Uh, that's um, true drama right It now. really is, man. Like, I'm telling you, Great British Baker Show, you, know, you better wake up and smell, smell the pastries. Like, it's really good. I love it. I love that show. Um, but I'm trying to get into, I don't know, what are you binging right now? What are you, what's the last um, I love uh, loved Killing Eve. It was really oh, good. Okay. Sandra O oh and uh, and I love Sandra O. Oh, she's man. great. Yeah, oh, okay, that's really good. That's one to binge. Okay, bet. Um, Barry was good on HBO. I just started Barry. Man, yeah. I love Bill Hader. I yeah. love that cast. Actually, I've got some good people on that show that I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up on Barry. Yeah, for those sure. are a couple to add to your DVR. All right, man. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll look into that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Brian. No appreciate problem, man. I it appreciate fun. it. Thanks. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.